quick intro. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Let's get into the story. <laughs> Cold open. I mean, I keep uh, sometimes seeing like memes saying like talking about when the podcasters talk too much. It's like 48 minutes in and they're still talking about their weekend. Oh, my God. On that one. Yeah. I'm like, we like to chit chat a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. We're trying to build a rapport with our listeners and not just totally. jump into the story each time. I like a little bit like... Like, my favorite murder, like, how they, like, talk a little bit about, like, their life and what's going on and things like that. Completely. I like it. Yeah, I think think those people who, like, hate on podcasters who talk about themselves in the beginning are just just haters in general. Like, I mean, you can always skip. There's a a, a little button you can move it forward. No need to count us out just because we have a little <laughs> chit-chat in the beginning. If you don't like chit-chat, go to, I don't know, the five... Listen to cereal. <laughs> is that a one person? Is that one that just goes straight yeah, into it? It's a one person. I haven't listened to that. There's oh, wait. One... No? Is that the one about, like, Adnan? Yeah, that was the first season. Okay. I did listen to some of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was, like, back when I first, like, started getting into true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. It was that one in My Favorite Murder. Mm. And I liked my favorite murder, like better. Mm-hmm. So I think I listened to that more because I like I like the like talking back and forth and like the commentary and things like that rather than like just somebody spewing facts. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. Like obviously, everybody has their like own type of podcast that they get into a bit more. Right. But I like the ones with like multiple hosts a bit better personally. I do too. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of. Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Charlotte. And this is the Midnight Record. <laughs> the Midnight Record. We're back. Again. And ready. So ready. To rumble. The schedule <laughs> that we have on the docket today for the episodes that we're recording are quite the doozy. They're interesting ones. This one's a little conspiracy theory-y, slightly. Yeah. We got... So, today, we got a little cult action. Some more cults, baby. Yeah, we have... I mean, we're going to be talking about cults in general. I feel like that's going to be a typical theme for us, because you and I both really find cults fascinating. We love cults. We love them. We stand cults. Mm. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Big big fan. Big cult fan. (laughs) Stan as in, stop that anonymous nonsense Great. 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 <laughs> I like cult classics. Mm. I'm a, Damn. Like some of my favorite movies are considered cult classics. Uh, what what's some, What are some of your favorite movies? So like Heathers would be one. Oh, so good. Love Heathers. Um, I, would The Craft be one? Because The Craft is actually one of my favorite I movies. I think so. I think it is because it wasn't like. I think especially for our generation. Because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like something that was really big when it came out. But I think it's it's grown this like. I don't know, like persona around it almost. Like, and it's still like relevant today. People Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my faves. So good. Have you seen the newer one? No. Neither have I. I had no, like, I'm in no rush to watch it because I know it's not going to live up to right? the original. So obviously this is one of our more freeform <laughs> <Yeah>. episodes. <laughs> We're just shooting off. Yeah, but again, what do we just, oh my God, there are even more boobies on your shirt. I didn't realize that it was the... <laughs> Yeah, we got all shapes and sizes here. Every boobie is beautiful. I'm wearing a Vans shirt with boobs on them for breast cancer awareness. They look great. It's cute. 
Very cute. Has like little like mastectomy one. It has like different shaped ones. Yeah. It's nice. I love it. We love boobs. We stand boobs. Definitely stand boobs. We do boobs stand for, boobs. For sure. Um, cults. Yes. So today we're <laughs> going to be talking about a little bit about history of cults. I know we just did the Heaven's Gate cult, but mm-hmm. we we wanted to do an episode about... Let it out. Um, we wanted to do an episode about the TikTok cult, the garden that has recently been in a lot of pop culture news recently. Mm-hmm. And man, the rabbit hole that you, that I went down with this one too. Even when it first came up on my FYP on TikTok. I just, I became so incredibly obsessed with what was going on. It was so strange. So strange. Like, everyone I saw, like, because there was, like, all these different, like, members putting up TikToks at different times. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was, like, I kept seeing, like, new people talking about it. Like, well, I guess we'll get into it a bit more. But there's several that come to mind when I think of the cult. Like, I don't know exactly how many members they had. At one point, the highest that they had, the garden as a, uh, as a commune, at the most they had 100, but I think right mm. now they're averaging about 30. Interesting. But it's, but the commune is closed to the public right now. Because, because of, of everything that happened. Because of all the controversy, yes. So mm. it's very interesting. But Ray did some research about the history of cults and sort of what got us here. And also we should say right off the bat, because we never want to get sued. Um, no, no, thank you. Let's put that on. I got enough going on in my life rather than getting sued. I don't want to get sued. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't have, you can sue me. I have no money. Yeah. You're not going to get much. (laughs) Good luck. Um, but we should say, cause we don't want to get sued that it's not, this is not a technical cult. It is a commune. But on social media, it is being called an alleged cult. Right. Just because there are a couple of really big red flags. Well, speaking of, let's kind of go over some of this research I found on identifying a cult. See if anything rings a bell. So this is by actually um, a recognized international cult expert. What he says is... Beware of any kind of pressure. That's probably the single most important advice that he could give anyone. Any kind of pressure to make a quick decision about becoming involved in an intensive kind of activity or organization. Another one is be wary of any leader who claims him or herself as having special powers or special insight, which I think we definitely can relate to in the Heaven's Gate episode. Oh, completely. He really thought he was... He was doing something. He was the next Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. <laughs> okay, Hope sir. Hope you're having fun on that comment. Okay. <laughs> Hope you're having fun. Speaking of comment, this is off base, but the rocket. The rocket. The rocket. <sighs> I was waiting for it to follow me. <laughs> I kept saying all these things on Twitter, like, please take me now. <laughs> Did you see the the what the meme I shared on my story? It's like Ben Me hoping Oh yeah. <laughs> me hoping like me right now hoping that just spent. Uh, Especially please. after the weekend I had and I also told my friends, I was like, because I just I, 
obviously you guys don't know this, but I just moved this weekend. So I was like, watch. It falls directly on my new place. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that would just be, like, uh, Alanis Morissette's song, Ironic. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like, Ray. <laughs> but, yeah, so it fell on the Indian Ocean. Yeah. It didn't hurt anybody, which is great. The biggest issue is that there is a country that is just shooting shit into space and... Obviously. Not taking care of it appropriately, right. which is what if what if a piece of that rocket would have fallen in a country where the diplomatic relations with China aren't that great? Mm-hmm. Could have very easily thrown us into another world war. Yeah. Like serious. Um, I'm being dead serious. Like yeah. I'm not hating on China specifically. It's for any country, but yeah, there's gonna need to be some uh, serious conversations with whoever whoever is at the head of a uh, Chinese space. I think I saw. Like, I was reading an article, and it said, like, they're, like, about to, like, shoot off a bunch more. Oh, yeah. Well, they've already... They, this this has already happened, like, once in the mm-hmm. past maybe year or two. Yeah. But I also find it ironic that a 10-story rocket was hurling back down to Earth while Elon Musk was on SNL. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Elon, hmm. Elon's gonna stop it. Okay, back to the uh, the clues and tips. Yes. Um, so the group is closed. So in other words, although there may be outside followers, there's usually an inner circle that follows the leader without question. And that maintains a tre- tremendous amount of secrecy. Um, the group uses deceptive means typically to recruit new members. And then once recruited, will subject its members to an organized program of thought reform. Typically, cults also exploit their members, mostly financially. Within the group, they'll exploit members financially, psychologically, emotionally, and sometimes sexually. A very important aspect of cults is the idea that if you leave the cult, horrible things will happen to you. This is important to realize. The people outside of the cult are potential members, so they're not looked upon negatively as the people inside who leave are. So, like, if you're a member and then you leave... Mm-hmm. They're going to like shun or disown you, or oh yeah, and we're like that. we're seeing it with this commune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are the tips that he gives for identifying a cult. So that's fun. I also just looking at kind of cult history, and I was trying to figure out like what the first cult ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this article on. I don't know if this is like the first cult per se, but it's one of the earlier ones. So archaeologists found evidence of a cult in Judah at the time of King David. Basically, it looks like they found like a bunch of shrines. It seemed to be very like religious based. I think there were also some cults from like the Byzantine era as mm. well. But we, the problem is with that area of the world at that time, we, there isn't a ton of written record that hasn't been destroyed purely mm-hmm. because of conquering of, like, the Romans and, you know, uh, Charlemagne. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Who, like, spread Christianity, so there was a lot of... I mean, we just don't have a ton of written record of what was right. actually happening. So I would honestly, like, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm glad at least we have, like, some record of this that they found in Judea. Right. And it's... It's just interesting. Obviously, they're kind of, I guess they're like assuming that it was cult related just from what they're finding and just like the evidence that they're finding. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they looks like they found three shrines that was part of a larger 
building of complexes. Um, and there was like these cult objects, including five standing stones, two altars, uh, pottery libation vessels, which I'm not sure what those are. Portable Probably shines. wine. Okay. Libation. Yeah. Wine, baby. We love wine. Um, Apothic, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start tweeting at them. We should. <laughs> Which is clips listen. of us. Also, please go follow TMR Pod on Twitter yeah, immediately. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> and well, the one person actually responded well. They said they listened and downloaded all the episodes. So shout out to that person. I play D&D and they're like a New Zealand based mm. D&D um, campaign group, which was... That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, shout out to Fate of Eisen, a Kiwi D&D podcast. Thank you for following us and being our podcasting friends. We, we truly really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Also, in these like shrines and everywhere, there was no human or animal figurines found. Yeah, so they it was like basically a bunch of shrines and it suggested from what they found that it was cult-like activity kind of based around religion. I feel like even some more modern cults a lot of times have this kind of religious founding. Even with Heaven's Gate, we saw that they, like, he thought he was, like, the second coming of Jesus. You see it with a lot of, like, Bible-based cults, well, like, Christianity Bible-based cults especially, where they take a word that has already been mistranslated many, many times. They'll take it and they'll twist the meaning to mean something else and they're like oh well then that's that's the way it's supposed to be that's that's just the way it's supposed to be they kind of go to these extreme measures that aren't even like have no foundation to them completely and like brainwash others others to believe this as well completely so and another thing that i was looking at another interesting article that i found like kind of just looking at the history of cults Um, I found something about the earliest and weirdest L.A. cults from the 1700s to the 1940s. Um, What? Yeah. So one of the first ones that they talk about is the Chinigchinich cult. And it said it actually was more of like a religious sect than a true cult. But it was included as an example of cultish behavior in Southern California. So members were initiated via hallucinogenic Jimson weed and sand painting. Eagle sacrifice was also an important part of the practice. Mm. Interesting. Oh, actu- like actual eagles? Yeah. That's interesting. Are they like indigenous to the area or? The eagles? Well, no, just the, the people, this this cult. So it doesn't say, it says, so, oh, the sex became popular with the native Tongva people sometime around the mission era. Yeah, I was I ha- I had a feeling that some of the people in this group were indigenous just yeah. because of the eagle sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what it seems like. So that's the earliest one that they talk about in this one. Another one that I just found interesting. It's called Mankind United. Um it was Wait, I think I've heard of this. Have you heard of it? Maybe. It was started in 1934 by a man named Arthur Bell. Um and it's gospel stated that in 1875, a group of men had established contact with a superhuman race of little men with metallic heads who dwell in the center of the earth. 
Yes, I remember this because it goes a part of. It's like also another thing of the whole. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. That's why it kind of stood out to me because I was like, this is like (laughs) this is like Hollow Earth, but with men, little men with metallic heads. Instead, instead of the big ones that I was talking about, they're 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 small guys with metal heads, significantly smaller. Oh my god, I'm disgusted. And it says, and that the little men or the sponsors, as they were referred to, told the human men that they wanted to help eradicate war and poverty from the earth according to mcwilliams and bell who arthur bell the founder who considered himself he called himself the voice promised followers that if they and 199,999,999 other people surrendered all their worldly possessions to join him they could all be freed from their middle class oppression and given middle class freedom but just middle class freedom. Right. It, that sounds like some capitalist <laughs> bullshit to me. That one just stood <laughs> that one just stood out to me. One because of the callback to kind of the the hollow earth theory, and two because they were just little guys with metallic heads. Here's the another article that I found. How to start your own Los Angeles cult in fourteen easy steps. You in? <laughs> She's not in. She's not in, folks. I don't want she's, it. She's not in, folks. I don't want to be part of the I don't want it's, to do it. It's called the Midnight Record. <laughs> Look, okay, yeah, okay. We've already started our own call. I'm good. Got one under my belt. I'm good to go. It says, recruit in the right places. Be all things to all people. Communicate with a higher power. Call yourself God. Separate them from their friends and family. Spread out. Get a robe. Practice free love. Be fruitful and multiply. Commune with nature. Outsource your dirty work. Become a nonprofit religious organization. Hire a good PR firm. Get litigious. The PR firm makes complete sense to me. <laughs> so ev- everybody is um, on the same page about Scientology being a cult, correct? Are we all? <laughs> yeah. Allegedly a cult. An alleged cult. An alleged cult. They, they creep me out. I feel like we've talked about them multiple times and several like culty episodes i mean they're like the most prolific in america at least and right. that's where we're based they're the ones that we know the most but they're and all they're like, over the world and i feel like they're kind of like an untouchable cult in a way they completely are like i mean because we've seen these like other cults and they get like dismantled in one way or another but they're like powerful where is shelly miscavige we still need to know where is she we need to know we'll find her me and you I'm going to find her. <laughs> Write it on our list. <laughs> Write it on the Write list. list. <laughs> when we're traveling, we're going to go. Just, we're just going to go find her. <laughs> we'll do a YouTube series. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's most of what I had research-wise. So okay. <laughs> let's roll into the TikTok cult. The TikTok cult, also known as, well, actually known as The Garden. Mm-hmm. I guess I should refer to it as. The Garden, a.k.a. the TikTok cult. Uh, So The Garden has actually been around for like 12 years, but they only recently got into some hot water slash recognition because of one of their members named Tree, Mm. um, a.k.a. Tree is live on TikTok. Yes. Because he had a couple of videos that went fairly viral and uh, it's sort of blew up really really quickly and then a bunch of controversy happened so we'll just we'll go over that really quickly so 
Trey is a 24-year-old redheaded British man traveling across the U.S. with his partner, Julia. He originally started posting on TikTok about the garden, which is based in Lafayette, Tennessee, which I looked it up is sort of in like northern central Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It's maybe an hour and a half outside of Nashville. He originally made those posts so that he could spread the word about the garden um, because they are a ecologically friendly, intentional commune, as they call themselves. So he first posted on TikTok in late January 2021, and he, in the past four months, has amassed 82,000 followers on the app. He's originally from Liverpool, but like I said, he's traveling uh, around the U.S. with his partner right now, but he's been spending the last few years in Europe, Africa, also visited some communes in Costa Rica. In January, Tree published his first TikTok post about climate change making a bird tree, and showering, quote-unquote, off the grid. Hmm. All shot at the garden, but it was his video from February 2nd, which was a tour of the commune, in which, in the same video, he was, like, encouraging people to come and visit them. That got, like, 52,000 likes, and, I mean, it went pseudo-viral. Yeah. I don't think it got into the millions, but, like, enough. Pretty sure it popped on my page. Anybody who is on the true crime side of TikTok, I think it popped up, or somebody talking about it, and all of a sudden, the rest of us were like, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. What's happening here? So, having that sort of virality, you and I have both experienced it. Mm -hmm. You always get criticism. It doesn't matter what type of video it is, or what content it is, or what niche, you will get criticism. 100%. Julia spoke to Mick Wright at inputmag.com, where I got most of my information about the garden. So Tree spoke to Mick Wright at Input Magazine, saying, We didn't take the criticism to heart originally, but at a certain point it definitely turned. I think my somewhat charisma has turned around and represented me as a quote-unquote leader. I was just a guy making TikToks. I have only been in the garden for three months. This community has been around for 12 years. Which is true. Like, a lot of people on social media view Tree as, like, the quote-unquote leader. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't view him as the leader leader of the garden, but he is the leader of this social media movement right. Right. with the garden. I think that's very fair to yeah, say. that makes sense. So the origin of the garden is super... It's surrounded in some controversy already. Um, It's based on a 21.5 acre plot of land, and the founder is Patrick Matreon, who grew up in the utopian bohemian groups of the Rainbow Gathering movement and the Rainbow Rainbow Family of Living Light. Both of those communes, just like the garden, are considered a cult by some, Mm -hmm. but they're mostly harmless for the most part. And the way that Tree and Julia met Patrick was at a rainbow gathering protest Mm -hmm. i believe it was an ecological protest i'm not sure exactly what about though the garden was originally supposed to be an offshoot of the rainbows the rainbow family Mm -hmm. but now it's sort of turned into its own commune and it's it's sort of i guess it's like under the umbrella but like between the two of them they're not directly correlated if that makes any sense and originally they were supposed to be directly correlated the commune the garden is governed by council meetings so they don't have a quote-unquote leader so that's why tree gets so defensive when people like say to him that he's the leader and i'm and again i completely understand that but like i just said he's like the face of the commune on social media yeah 
Um, and he has been <laughs> quite vocal about everything that is going on over there. Mm-hmm. So the number of people who were living on the site have been as high as a hundred, but rail who is one of the other prolific social media people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is surrounded in a lot, a lot of controversy. Is she the one with the dark hair mm-hmm. and like the dreads. Mm-hmm. So that's the person. But she, she had said that there were only about 30 residents at the time of the TikTok, but they keep having visitors like every day. Well, until they shut it down because mm-hmm. the commune is closed right now because they were getting so many death threats. Um, right. So, uh, so they did have an open door policy, but because mm-hmm. of all the controversy surrounded them and because of the virality, they have uh, stopped that open door policy. But it wasn't really an open door policy because they would invite people in and you have like a 10 day pass with them. Yeah. So you get 10 days and you, you know, get to put some of your input into the commune and. After that 10 days, you can ask, and within the first 10 days, you can be asked immediately to be, to leave by mm-hmm. anybody, a part of the commune. Mm-hmm. And then after the first 10 days is over with, then you can keep asking for extensions, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand how, if you say it's an open door policy and anybody who steps in and wants to immediately be a part of your commune is on the same level as somebody who has been there for months or years. But yet the person who has been there longer can ask you to leave. Right. It's sort of hypocritical to your whole ethos. Right. I think. Yeah. I think it would be different if they were to say after the initial like vetting process, then of course you have the same say as everybody else. And that could be that first 10 days or whatever. But mm-hmm. just the way that the language that they currently use now is just not... They contradict themselves a lot. Yeah. And there have been a few people who have left the commune that are now posting their experiences on social media as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what is happening at this quote unquote commune, right? Yeah. So they immediately are getting backlash because they are preying on and recruiting vulnerable people, young people right. in the middle of a global pandemic. And they are not, they are not regulating their gatherings to be compliant with the CDC's recommendations for COVID-19. Right. And there are many, many of many members of the commune that have already said that they are anti-maskers, including, including real. Right. So she has a bunch of posts on her public Facebook account that talks about how she's an anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, how Mm -hmm. she doesn't believe that this pandemic is real, so on and so forth. Right. And some of her posts are very um, unhinged. Right. Like, they're very rambly, and they don't really make a bunch of sense, and it sort of reminds me of, like, your crazy, like, relative who's on... (laughs) But I think Rail's, like, our age, or maybe even younger, so I'm just like... So Rail is the second most followed person on social media that is a part of the garden. So she has been been a big part in playing up fuel the fueling of like the cult talk that is surrounding the garden right now. She posted a video trigger warning animal abuse. Ugh. She posted a video about how she made a skirt out of a dead pet dog. Yes. And uh she also posted a video about how 
there was a feral cat on the property that apparently kept killing their chickens. And so they killed the cat and then she made a hat out of the cat. Nice. And didn't, didn't they, or did they not say they ate it? They did eat it. Duh. How are you to know for sure that that cat is feral? That's my thought. I'm like, maybe that might have been someone's pet. Right. Honestly, if you can't keep a cat out of a chicken coop, then how are you supposed to keep away like a larger animal? Right. Like, I mean, chickens, that that happens all the time. Like my friend has chickens and some kind of animal got in and got to a bunch of them. Um, But yeah, there are like way more dangerous animals that will be after chickens than just a cat. Absolutely. So I'm like, I think that's the bigger issue here instead Mm -hmm. of just the cat. But of course, insult to injury. There are a bunch of people online that are sort of defending their actions because the reason why she made the cat into a hat. Cat in a hat. Cat in a hat. um, (laughs) Is because, you know, they keep promoting this whole uh, uh, environmentally conscious. Sustainability. Sustainability commune type of a thing. And they're like, we don't waste anything. Right. And as much as I appreciate that. I'm also like, but I also feel like they did that to get controversy so that more people would see their videos. I could see that. So that more people would come to the commune. And there are people who have gone to that commune who have gone missing. Wait. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't have like... Like they're not on the commune anymore? Mm -mm. They're just gone? So the problem with like the location of the garden is that I mentioned it's in Lafayette, Tennessee. It's really close to a couple of sundown towns. And so if you're BIPOC, you could very easily get yourself into some trouble if you're in those areas too late, which like, why do sundown towns still exist? Racism. So if they promote, you know, no violence, peace loving, sustainable commune, but yet they're, they're right near all these violent, aggressive sundown towns, then what Again, that's that's contradicting your whole your whole ethos. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't make an it makes absolutely no sense to me. So there was the dog situation, there was the cat situation, and then there was this whole Kool Aid situation with Rail yes. where I remember that she was passing around a jug that apparently was laced with LSD, but she typed it like she put a piece of tape on it that just said like magic Kool-Aid or something mm-hmm. and kept telling people like to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like drink the Kool-Aid man, drink the Kool-Aid. She and, knew what she was doing. Oh, she absolutely knew, knew what she was doing, but she pretended like she didn't know yep. what she was doing. It was like, when she got called I don't out. even know what Jonestown is. And then everyone Bullshit. kept like <laughs> editing her videos like next to one another of like a few months previously when she was talking about Jim yep. Jones and Jonestown. And so everyone's like, you're a liar. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you think it's, controversial if you have people in your comment section that are saying hey man like this language is like not cool like yada 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 then you need to respect that in some way yeah but she knew exactly what she was yeah they were like mocking that people are call them a cult in a sense by doing that like she knew she knew what jonestown was and she knew what she's saying meant and they she that probably ties into how you said how they were trying for that virality to get attention. Oh, completely. To the commune. And she was um, defending it and saying, well, uh, Kool-Aid didn't start with uh, Jonestown. It actually started years earlier 
with Tom Wolfe's The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, sure, like, factually, yes, but, like, you knew what you were saying, and right. you knew what drinking the Kool-Aid is now associated with. Yeah. I, they've just, anytime they've gone on social media, it just feels like more controversy follows them. And now... Vice has finished wrapping a episode or a documentary, a short form documentary with them based on the commune. Mm -hmm. And so part of me is like, and this is where the conspiracy theory part comes in. It's like, I wonder if they did all of this to get more clout, to get more virality so that Vice would have something to actually film. film. Yeah talk about or maybe to get vice to even come to them to begin with right i don't know i i mean possibility who's to say i love we all know that i love a good conspiracy theory so perhaps but they also have a bunch of like QAnon people part of the commune they have Mm -hmm. many many people part of the commune that that have serious violent felonies which like i fully believe in rehabilitation but when you're asking young teenagers Mm -hmm. to if you're an adult fine But asking young teenagers to come to your commune when you know that there are these violent offenders who may be reformed or they could be putting... I mean, you just... You can't trust people. There was one I saw. It was like an older man and he had a lot of... um, I think it was like sex offense to minors. Yeah. And then they're they're on TikTok, which is a predominantly younger skewed app. Right. Trying to get people to come when they know that they have literal sex offenders. Mm Mm-hmm. On the commune. It's just, it's absolutely wild. And the fact that TikTok was like allowing them to post videos about animal abuse and all these. I mean, that's something that I'm constantly frustrated with TikTok about. TikTok do better. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you know, and and it's just the internet and it's the way of the internet and it's sort of lawless still. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't understand how there just isn't, um... There just isn't like a team on TikTok side that will is solely just going through videos for community guidelines situations. I don't think they need to reevaluate the way they do it because I'm pretty sure that's the thing is that like I don't know what the qualifiers are for reporting and and having something that goes against community guidelines necessarily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that was a complete tangent. <laughs> um, we a TikTok tangent. TikTok tangent. Yeah, so, so far, I mean, there's, uh, the garden is still not being called, considered a cult. Timothy Miller, the professor of religious studies at the University of Kansas, uh, said that in the academic world, we shy away from the world cult because it imposes a judgment before the evidence has been heard. While I'm not familiar with the garden, I do know something about rainbow gathering slash family, and I would imagine there's nothing sinister there. So, I I mean, I don't think that there's anything sinister, mm. but I do think it's fishy that they, the timing of a lot of things with their virality and the Vice documentary, documentary and the fact that they have some, like, serious offenders a part of their commune and that there have been young people going missing. Yeah. And just the location of the commune. I think that there is... Something fishy, even if it's just something as the Patrick not realizing 
what is going on and there is sort of a ignorance there mm-hmm. or he does know what's going on and he doesn't care or mm-hmm. it's a large conspiracy. So, right. so I'll be very interested to see this Vice documentary when it does come out. Yeah, so will I. I'll be watching it for oh sure. Oh my god, we should like watch it together. A watch party. <laughs> a watch party. Megan, we're gonna do a watch party. Also, I don't think we talked about it, but there was a, either it was a live or a video where the one member was talking about how like the FBI was there. Or oh the yeah. Or police were there or something of the that FBI sort. The FBI has been called on the commune. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know Already. if anything came of it, but... No, I don't think anything came of it because I just don't think that it's... Wasn't enough uh, evidence or uh, of anything, any foul play or anything right. like that. Right. And I... But, you know, now they're on the FBI's radar. Right. So that's something to be said for sure. I'm sure that might be a contributing factor as well to them closing their doors. Oh, completely. Oh, completely. Yeah. I don't think that they're super active on social media anymore anyway, but I think the damage has also been done. Actually, last, I think it was last week or just recently, Alive did pop up with two of the members. It was the guy, I don't know how old he is, but he doesn't have any teeth. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, That yeah. guy, and then it was a girl who I hadn't seen before, but they were on Live. Yeah. And I only saw it for a second. I don't even know what they were, they were rambling about things and just like reading the comments, but they were on Live. Um, one last thing that I wanted to just point out is like a couple of the ex-members who have come out and talked about the commune and one of them specifically, I watched a couple of their TikToks earlier today. Cause like, why just, just go directly to the source of the mm-hmm. information. Yeah. And he was just saying like, when people are going there, they're giving them drugs and alcohol and like, sort of like not, ch- well, they're not checking IDs obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're sort of like coercing them into staying longer essentially so again that's a little weird to me too like look i'm i'm down like i'm down for a good party like you do you but like don't coerce literal children teenagers and don't give them drugs and alcohol like what the heck like if you want to do that in your free time you go do that right but don't young impressionable people right who obviously are coming there to seek out something Right. It's just, it's crazy, but yeah, that's the, that's the, uh, the TikTok alleged cult. Yeah. I would definitely check out, um, a couple of TikTokers who have been really vocal about this Mm -hmm. book of Edith being one. Mm -hmm. She's starting a podcast series about cults, which I'll be very interested to listen to because I really like, um, her content Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, she made a really great point that, like, Tree is abusing our visa system right now. Mm-hmm. Because he's just, like, hanging out in this commune. Right. So definitely check out Book of Edith. And then also check out Thomas Edison Hate Page. Which, honestly, <laughs> that username is everything. It's so funny. Just it brings Thomas Edison. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, go check out both of their pages. They have so much more in-depth information and then of course we'll um we'll source the articles that we got a lot of our insider information from Mm -hmm. and actually i can probably link their tiktoks too if like if that's a thing but um if you guys would like us to keep you posted on this we'd be happy to do that just let us know keep us posted uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah and keep us posted too please because 
There are so many crazy things happening in the true crime on. world right now. DM that it's us. Like, yeah. DM us with, DM us. like, things you want us to talk about. There actually recently on TikTok was another cult thing. Well, and not just on TikTok, obviously. But um, that woman who, it was like a cult and they, like, left her dead there. And she was, like, mummified or something. Yes. She was, like, gray because she was, like, like, drinking some kind of, like, metal or something. She looked very gray in the one picture that I saw. Yes, I forget which cult. Colorado cult leader found dead, was mummified, wrapped in Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, it was the Christmas lights that really set me into a tailspin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a f- so a 45-year-old woman who led a controversial religious group in Colorado was known as Mother God, was found mummified, wrapped in a sleeping bag, and decorated with Christmas lights with glitter makeup around her eyes in what police believe was a shrine. She was... Oh, Amy Carlson, the leader of Love Has Won, was she was found dead. Wait, her eyes, her eyeballs weren't in her head. No, they took her eyeballs out of her head. What they do with them? I don't know. Where are they? Ate them, probably. Oh, <laughs> bad no. joke, bad joke. I I have no idea. I mean, maybe. Oh shit. They might. They might have um. Taken them for you know, religious purposes. I guess power purposes. Mm. I don't know. One of their members reported the body. Um, he said he found the body after returning home where several other members of the group were staying in his absence. Seven, seven adults were found and arrested in conjunction with Carlson's death. And there were also two children, aged two and 13, in the home. And all the adults will be, although the kids appeared healthy, they will be facing child abuse charges. Mm. The group members don't see this as a crime. This is their leader's ascension. Now, a larger public investigation seeks to identify who Amy Carlson was, what she was teaching to this group, and why her body was mummified in a bizarre shrine. And the Facebook page, they had a Facebook page that's since been deleted. On Sunday, May 1st, a man who appeared to be a member of the group posted a video, and he said, Mom has ascended, completed her contract, um... And he said, is the mission over? No. So it looks like although she has ascended and completed her contract, that there could, there potentially is still some activity, it seems, in this cult. Kind of reminds me of calling back to Heaven's Gate when, um, because it was Doe and T. T and and Doe, baby. (laughs) And T died. Mm -hmm. And he said that she had, like, finished her time in this human vessel and was able to Ron transcend. Too. Yeah. And he t- kind of took over from there and led the way himself. So I'm wondering if there's like a second in command that will be kind of continuing her work. And I mean, obviously it seems that we don't know exactly what that work was, but it does kind of remind me of that. Oh, of Heaven's Gate. So that's, that's another weird. one to keep an eye on. So many cults to keep Yay. our eyes on. Both eyes and our heads. <laughs> Sorry, Pat Joker. No, I liked it. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> but yeah, so we're never going to run out of things to talk about. No, never. Let's be real. On that note. <laughs> cool. I think I think we really nailed this one out of the park. I think, I think it was just chaotic enough for us. I love a little chaos. Mm-hmm. My life has been chaos. Might as well just bring it on to the podcast. Always and forever. You can count on us. <laughs> chaotic as hell (laughs) chaotic but fun uh organized chaos how about that tell the people where they can find us well you can find us on instagram and tiktok at the midnight record 
on Twitter at TMRPod. And the midnight record at gmail.com if you want to tell some stories. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes. Um, the reviews especially help us. We have gotten some really sweet I ones know. recently. I try to share them occasionally. And we really do love them. Rating, reviewing, and subscribing on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms yes, really really helps us apparently right now we're trending in belgium Ooh, and uh i love belgium the czech republic so i love the czech republic too we're like number 200 and something on their true crime podcast but hey baby i'll We'd take love it. to hear it hey We'd slowly but surely it. we'll take over the world every country <laughs> take over the world um <laughs> next stop next stop the world but until next time i'm ray <laughs> We're gonna start over. <laughs> and this is the midnight record. <laughs> I'm telling you, my brain isn't working. That's it. <laughs>